1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back. It's 1108, hour number two of the huddle coming at you right now on a chilly but pretty Sunday morning. We're going to talk a little football and the NFL draft begins on Thursday. Joining us now to chat about it on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, our good friend Alec Lewis of The Athletic. Alec, good morning to you. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's great to see the sun. Um, I missed it for a few days. So, no, I'm, I'm great. Thank you guys for having me. Did you say days? I think you misspoke, and you meant to say months. Yeah. Because it is
2: I, I mean, Minnesota. It felt,
3: and, and people here know, I, I mean, people have listened to me blabber before. <laughs> it's my first winter here, and this has been an undertaking of um, the ultimate degree.
1: So it's been, uh, no, to see the sun is phenomenal. That's a tough first winter, man, and we, we, were, we were in it. Um, Alec, the draft begins on Thursday. Vikings in the first round have the twenty-third pick. Uh, in, in, from all of your research and, and from all of your chats, do you think they keep this pick, or do you think they trade out or trade back to try to acquire a few more? Yeah, I
3: think trading back would probably be the the. I mean, if I was pegging it, I think that's where I'd go. And I say that not because I mean, yes, this team currently has five picks in this draft, but I think. This draft in itself, and I was having a conversation with an executive of another team this past week, and he was like, "Like we we have a very minimal amount of players in this draft with first round grades." And so I think if you think about that, and you're the Vikings, and you know we, we got we have a lot of holes at a lot of different positions, it just makes sense to me that they would try to um, give themselves a better probability of finding guys to fill those holes by trading back. I mean, I I, I do think Quintero said a couple of weeks ago, he's like, we're, we're looking for impact more than anything else. And I, so if there is a guy at 23 that they absolutely adore, I think it's possible. But I, if, if I was pegging it, I'd say trading back just makes sense right now, given all the factors.
2: Well, the one thing, Alec, and I'll throw this out at you, because I think about this more than I probably should as a guy who's more in finance and just still <laughs> loves football, right? I mean, it's who I am. It's like you being from Birmingham. I mean, that's football capital, right? Yes. Yeah. So, Here's what I here here's the way I look at it. If we trade back, which the Vikings always historically do, including last year, and I hate it because we give up on players that I think could have been extremely impactful just to move back and maybe get another pick or two. But sure. in this case, I would trade back if you're gonna go for one of the linebackers, which is where I would go. I think we either need to get one of these two linebackers, the kid from Arkansas, Drew Sanders or Jack Campbell from Iowa, big huge linebackers and the problem in the NFL right now in my opinion is they're all really small they all get run over and they make tackles six and eight yards downfield so that doesn't really work for me so I'd I'd go for one of these big linebackers but if I stay there with the pick I'll throw this crazy one at you I'm taking Hendon Hooker I'm going to take the quarterback from Tennessee that had the best numbers of any quarterback in college football last year until he got hurt and he doesn't have to play right away because Kirk's not going anywhere for at least a year or two probably. So what do you think of that? Is that crazy? It's up to you. <laughs> Your call, Alec.
3: No, I'm definitely not going to call you crazy, Pete. That would just be disrespectful. But no, no, I, I think it's worth talking through both of those situations. The linebacker in itself it, it, it's such an interesting position. I, mean, I remember having a conversation with Jordan Hicks, who's still on this team, This past Mm -hmm. year, we were just talking about the position and and kind of the evolution of the position, and you mentioned it. I mean, I do think there are a lot lighter bodies at that position, partly because I think the game has become so much more spread out. But even Jordan Mm -hmm. and I in our conversation were like, but does this mean that teams are going to transition more to to power rushing attacks where you're going to need bigger guys? So could the Mm -hmm. Vikings get ahead of that curve by drafting? I think it's a worthwhile conversation as far as Hooker. I, I, I there's no question. You turn on the tape, and there's a lot of things that 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 are really impressive about Hendon Hooker. I mean, obviously he can run the football. I, I I don't know why I started with that because if you watch him pass the ball, his base is phenomenal. He, he's he's very fluid, very smooth. But I think. The one thing for me, just as an outsider <laughs> who, who you're learning every day doing this, the only thing that, that really concerns you with him is that offense. I mean, Tennessee runs kind of a variation of, of what Art Browse used to run at Baylor, and it's very half field read or, or, or clue on one guy. And so um, that to me, it, it can, can Hinden Hooker transition and kind of and adapt to an NFL offense. Now, again, you mentioned the fact that he could sit behind Kurt for a year. I think that would be phenomenal for a guy like him. So it's an interesting idea. I, I do think taking shots on quarterbacks has proven to be just valuable, but I also think taking shots on quarterbacks late in the first round is, is has kind of an iffy pass, especially in recent history. So we'll see. I, I could understand it, and I think people around here would get behind it, but it, I, I – I think it ultimately depends on how Kevin O'Connell and, and the evaluators
1: really believe Hendon Hooker, uh, the potential that he has. Mm-hmm. So, Alec, when you look at this draft, because I, I am of the thought that if, if Hendon Hooker's available at 23, they, they should take him. Um, and that, that's just my thought, because it seems like every year we the Vikings either draft someone in the secondary or someone on the offensive line every single year. <laughs> uh since 2011 you know it just seems like every every year if this this draft in particular uh for those people and i myself included who don't study it like you do where is the strength in this draft where can they look at and say okay if we don't get our top pick at this position we could get him again get another pick that we still like in round 3 or 4
3: well, it's funny you said secondary, and I was talking with a buddy who lives up here about this recently. It's like, we draft a cornerback every time. We every year. We draft We draft Xavier Rhodes. It's, and I was listening to the list. I'm like, man, I feel you. I, I, it's, a, it's emotional. I get it. Uh, Mike Hughes, you, Jeff Gladney. It runs deep around here, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will tell you, the strength of this draft is at that position. And so it's been interesting for me, to your point, I've studied this a lot. I've had to write 17,000 mock drafts in the past three months about it. Um, and so I often I have selected a cornerback at number 23 because if you've listened to Kevin O'Connell and and Dope and from to talk, they still desperately need an outside lockdown cornerback, especially for Brian Flores' defense. But I, I, I say that to say, if the Vikings don't go that route up top, there is enough depth at that position this draft that I think it makes the most sense. So that, that position is, is is what people talk about. But I think at most positions, it's really a light draft, like receiver. I said light, but it's a lot of undersized type guys. Linebacker, we just talked about. There are some guys like Drew Sanders, like Jack Campbell. But, but ultimately, overall, it's not that heavy a draft at that position. So it's going to be really interesting, I think, for me, at least, to see how in the second year, allocates the draft capital that they have and what positions they kind of um, they they attempt to find um, this this weekend.
2: Alec, I got a quickie for you as well on something else. Um, it's it's my opinion going into this draft, looking at where people are selecting right now in the first, probably call it fifteen picks specifically. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of trades, probably more trades than we've seen in the past, just because the certain fits are in certain spots. And I think there are teams that are willing to come down a little bit because they can still get what they need, and teams that want to go up because they need to get what they need. So, do you think we'll see a lot of trades like that? Is it going to be a busy trade, or do you think it's actually going to just kind of go right down the line with quarterback, quarterback, running back, you know, the whole thing? What do you think? No, I I think the trade,
3: I think that observation is spot on. And I I, I just, I go back to the conversation I had with the executive. He's like, look, like obviously every single year, each team, their evaluators, they have different perspectives. And I will also say, I think these teams are utilizing analytics and and some uh, processing type cognitive traits to to value in their opinion, maybe more than any other time. Um, So I, I, I just, I do think, you're going to see kind of a lot of teams that, that have certain guys they love try to hop up. I think teams that, that maybe they don't love the options at that spot and at, hop back to create more picks. I mean, I think if you've seen the evolution of the league, um, it's kind of a conversation unto itself. But teams value draft picks differently than they used to. And and, and I think Coetido Fomitsa, just to use an example, he's a guy who kind of cut his teeth in terms of, learning about draft pick value and assessing draft pick value. So I think the more that, that type of mindset, those guys with that type of experience proliferate the league, you're going to see more more trades, more movement. And I think we already have, really.
1: Alec Lewis from The Athletic joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline this morning. You can read his uh, stuff at at The Athletic, and it's it's fantastic. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy reading your stuff uh, regularly, Alex. So thanks for joining us this morning. I, I think one thing... That will, the X factor for me, on on, at least on what they might want to do, what the Vikings might want to do in this draft, is what's going to happen with Dalvin Cook. And I know you wrote about it uh, earlier this week uh, on his, him being up in the air at this point. What do you, do you think Dalvin Cook is going to be here to start next season? And, or how does that shape their strategy going into this week's draft? And, or does one uh, have to do with the other? Is it a chicken versus chicken and the egg thing?
3: Yeah, as far as Dalvin and his future with the team, I'll never say never, That that,
2: that
3: but I, I right now it just seems a little bit unlikely, and I say that for a few reasons. I mean, one of them is, and I outlined this a little bit, but one of them is just monetarily, like here is a team that has very minimal cap space. They're going to need to add rookies and pay rookies, so they're going to need more cap room. They're dealing with multiple situations, Dalvin obviously being one of them, Z'Darrius Smith being another. Um, I think another reason is just the value of of running back in this day and age and and, and how much capital a team wants to allocate to a running back. And if you follow the Vikings news, they re-signed Alexander Madison. I know just talking to people inside that building, they want to see him uh, get a much heavier load than he did last year. And so... Um, yeah, I, I think Dalvin's future is in question. I also think Dalvin wants a longer deal. He wants more money. Do those things jive? It's a Do they jive with other teams who might want to trade for Dalvin? I'm not really sure that's the case either. So it's an interesting situation. I don't really think, to be honest, Dave, that it has a ton of Uh, of relation in this draft i do know the vikings have met with a couple running backs on on visit so i i don't think they've just pushed the position aside but they did draft ty Chandler last year in the fifth round out of north carolina and i i I do think just talking to people inside the building they they have faith that he could step into a bigger role and and i think they want to see that as well so um yeah it's an interesting situation i know dalvin's done a lot here but with where running backs are in the game and I think with where Dalvin is and what he wants, um, it, it, it's been kind of a, a a back and forth that hasn't really come to a resolution at this point.
2: Alec, real quick, I know we're running out of time, but real quick, on the offensive line front, if we stay where we are and knowing who's probably lined up where, um, is there somebody specific that you think at 23 would be, would be a good fit for the Vikings because we always do an offensive lineman? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. It's, it's funny because I've talked about
3: so many of the positional needs, and I've talked about cornerback, and I've talked about interior the defensive line, which maybe we're not talking about enough just from, from my standpoint. Um, but we, I haven't really done a ton of offensive line conversation. And, and I think, again, to your point, Pete, like part of that is because I do think they're going to run it back with their – their group of five and they also brought back a ton of their backups but I I I I mean I do think it's very valuable there there are a couple guys at LSU I know there's familiarity there um given the drafting of Ed Ingram last year I think there are a bunch of um as as is always the case kind of multiple guys from FCS and 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 the Ivy League who I think could be options late. Um, I could throw out a bunch of names, but I don't know how many people have any uh, co- commonality <laughs> with those guys. But I, I, I do think it's possible, and, and I really do think um, you're dealing with guys like Ezra Cleveland, who I believe is entering the fourth year of his deal and, and his future. We'll, we'll see about it. Ed Ingram, obviously, last year started every game, but um, was very up and down, to say the least. So I, I think that position makes sense as an option, especially later on, for
1: sure. Alec Lewis writes about the Vikings for the Athletic. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, and uh, good luck this week and this weekend at the draft. And crossing my fingers, Hendon Hooker, <laughs> I'm telling you. We're gonna Hendon get up, Hooker. Man.
3: It's going to be a great pick. <laughs> Thank <you>. Thanks, <laughs> Thank Alec, for having me. It's always fun, always fun. Hendon Hooker would be fun. Look, I'm from the SEC. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I saw that offense torch Alabama and cried that day, just kidding. But, um, no, <laughs> it would be it'd – be, uh, It'd be fascinating. So we'll see. Do you have Thank to you write guys.
1: up like three articles on draft night in case they pick one guy versus the next? Do you have like three just ready to go? Three,
2: three. It's about thirty. No, I'm kidding. No,
3: I'll I'll, I'll have a better idea. I think as time drifts towards this week, where I where I Love feel it. like I can uh, I can eliminate my options. But no, I, I will be. I'll be. I'm 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 prepared. I'm prepared, Dave. I promise.
1: Writing articles that never see the light of day. The, the <laughs> thankless life of a uh, beat reporter. Thanks, Alec. Thank you, guys. All right, Bye Alec yourself. Lewis there on the John Schuster Coldball Banker Hotline. We'll take a quick break. Might talk a little bit more, traffic Maybe talk a little bit more football. Coming up next on The Huddle, you're listening to 830 WCCO.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact